Everyone's looking for listings just like you. Here's four marketing strategies you can implement to start getting even more listing opportunities. Today, we're gonna to talk about four specific marketing channels that are designed to generate you listings, a subject I love talking about because listings are the life source of this business. The old adage goes like this, that whoever controls the inventory controls the marketplace. And I would add to that. And I would say that the market belongs to those who market. And so today we market. We're gonna market our faces off. We're gonna do what it takes to have a steady flow, a pipeline filled with listings, no matter the market, because just echoing Tom Ferry, the market is the market is the market is the market. In other words, it is what it is. Fast markets, slow markets, strong market, weak markets, no matter the marketplace, because remember, it's always in flux. It's always changing. That's the nature of a marketplace unto itself. But here's what I know. No matter what the market is, when you watch this video or listen to the podcast or whatever, I know this. I know homes are getting listed and sold. The question is, who's doing the listing and selling? And my goal is that as you listen and watch today, that you are positioned to be the listing agent of choice in your local marketplace. The market belongs to those who market. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana, your host, and I am super pumped, as always, the thing I say every week, to be with you talking about a subject that I truly do care about because listings are so critical to your business. So I love talking about this today. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please tap that big red subscribe button and make sure to hit the bell right next to it to turn on notifications so that you get alerts whenever we publish new content that is designed to help you grow and scale your business. Uh, also, as you're watching and listening today, if this content at any point resonates with you. Would you please smash that like button so that we can send an algorithmic signal to YouTube and all the algorithms out there for all the platforms that this stuff needs to be seen and heard by a wider audience. That would mean a lot to me. And if you have a question or a thought, I would love to hear about it in the comment thread. We want to hear from you today. And with that, let's dive into our four tactics for generating more listings. Tactic number one, this one should not shock you. It is your database of past clients and sphere of influence contacts. In other words, there are two groups of people. There's the people that you don't know, and they don't know you. And there's the people that you do know, and they know you. That's your database. It is probably, it is most certainly your best source of listings now in 2022 and well beyond. Uh, the National Association of Realtors does their annual home buyer, home seller report. And their most recent issue reported that 68% of sellers found their agent. Again, that's more than two thirds found their agent by way of repeat and referral business. Um, that's your database, right? That's your database. The report went on to say that the average seller has recommended their agent at least twice since selling their home and that over a quarter of all sellers have recommended their agent more than four times since selling their house. There is a referral coefficient embedded inside of your database. And my question for you is, are you ready for the after sale? Everybody, every agent out there puts a lot of emphasis into providing an exceptional experience, an amazing transaction from contract to close and all those details. But the real money, the real magic begins after closing. What is your game plan to love on and dote on your database? Because they are probably your best source of listings now and forever and always. In fact, let's go one layer deeper. If you look at like third-party portals and a lot of these big kind of quote-unquote disruptor types of business models, they're all obsessed with generating seller leads. They so desperately want to generate seller leads, seller leads, seller leads, because that's what they say agents want. But here's the reality. 68% of sellers found their agent by way of repeat referral business. In other words, Friends, as agents, the code has already been cracked for generating listing leads and it lies in your database. What is your game plan for the after sale? Parties, Popeyes, events, 
emails, social media, what are you gonna do to love on a dote on your database? Because they are probably your best source of listings. Now, I know a lot of agents who are reluctant, honestly, to reach out to their database post-closing because they don't wanna seem quote unquote pushy or salesy. They don't wanna be that agent who's always trying to push people into making decisions. And I would say that is the wrong mindset. A thousand percent, the wrong mindset. I remember Tom Ferry asked this question. He said, what's your attitude? Are you committed to being of service or serving yourself and looking good and making sure that you never do anything that makes you look salesy? Because I would say, if you are coming from an attitude of serving your database, keeping them informed about what's happening in the marketplace, what's happening with their home's value so that in the event they decide for themselves, they wanna buy, sell, invest, or something to that effect, they're informed and they have you to thank for it. Your database is probably your best source of listings in 2022 and beyond. So my challenge to you in this video, and I'm just kind of riffing and talking to the camera right now, but I'm talking to you. My challenge for you is, are you ready for the after sale? or are you kind of halfway working your database? Your database is mathematically your best source of listings, so get after it. Marketing channel number two, tactic to generate more listings, is Google, both organic and paid. I would argue that Google has your back. If you're a realtor or just a local business owner, Google, you should look into their ad placements. They have so many opportunities, both paid and organic, that are designed to give a leg up to local businesses. For example, local services ads, which is a relatively newish advertising product, and it's only for local businesses. And there are several things I like about local services ads. First, what are they? Typically, if you do a Google search for like best real estate agent near me or best plumber near me or whatever type of local business, Google local services ads will position three options across the top and you can click to see more of local realtors or local plumbers or local tree cutting services or local dentist or whomever is a part of the local services ads program. Now, there are four things in particular that I really like about these local services ads. The first one is that they're really easy to set up. All you gotta do is Google, Google local services ads, and then click the first link and follow the prompts. They're gonna simply say, hey, what's your industry? You're gonna be like, real estate. How much do you wanna spend? So you set a budget. What types of leads do you want? And what's the area in which you want leads? Like that's literally, there's not a lot of technical stuff. It's pretty straightforward setup as far as the ad goes. Now there are some complexities because they wanna conduct like a third party background check. So they're gonna to wanna to see like proof of licensure, proof of insurance, because sometimes these things are called Google screened or Google guaranteed. That's all part of the local services ads program, but Google's basically putting their reputation and name on the line to say like, hey, we vouch for this person because we background check them and they're legitimate. But I like these things, these local services ads, because they're easy to set up. Second thing I like about local services ads is that you're only paying for legitimate leads. You can actually in your profile say, I don't want first time home buyers. I only want luxury leads. I don't want land. I don't want rentals. You can actually toggle on and off the different types of subcategory leads in real estate to say which ones you do or don't want. And so if an agent calls you or a vendor calls you or it's an illegitimate lead on some level, if you like, usually Google sniffs it out first and they just simply don't charge you, but you can easily dispute any leads that you didn't ask for and you just don't pay for them. So though you set a weekly spend, I'm willing to spend this much money per week, you're actually only paying for whatever leads you legitimately get. And I like that level of transparency with these ads. 
Third thing I like for these ads is, again, I told you that Google's got your back. They have literally rolled out a primo placement at the very tippy top of Google search results. Now think about this, like traditional PPC, pay-per-click, Google search advertising, you're in an auction up against the biggest box companies in the world. And so their budget compared to your budget is like completely mis mismatched, right? You'll never win, they'll squash you. But the reality is those big box competitors cannot run local services ads and local services ads are actually positioned above the regular Google search ad. Google has given you the most primo placement imaginable so that whenever somebody searches for like the top realtors in your marketplace, you're at the very, 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 very tippy top of the search results page. You could be Zillow or Realtor.com or Redfin or anybody and you could not buy that placement in the search results on Google. And finally, the last thing I just love about local services ads is the reason why they're triggered. They're typically triggered when somebody searches best realtor near me, best real estate agent in blank, top agents in blank area. Those types of search phrases trigger the local services ads, that three pack that basically is positioned, as I was saying, at the very tippy top of the results page on Google. That's the kind of search that triggers it. And that search phrase is characteristic of seller intent. If you're a buyer lead, you're going to probably search something like homes for sale near me or property related searches. But if you're a seller, it's going to be much more likely that you search for a real estate agent. Some people think like it's about home valuations and stuff like that. It's that's a low intent seller search. A high intent seller search is best realtor near me. That's where the money is. Maybe get a come list me call, maybe get a listing appointment, whatever the case is, this is an avenue for generating seller leads. Google local services ads. Now I said Google paid and organic. And from an organic standpoint, like pay, we talked about local services ads, but organic, I'm talking about your Google business page. Get this, there are an estimated roughly 8.5 billion Google searches done worldwide every single day. But here's the thing that really impresses me. 46% of all Google searches, the 8.5 billion every day are conducted with local intent. That to me is crazy. And so Google's got this massive problem because they're a search engine, right? The search engine's job is people typing words and phrases in the search bar and then Google infers their meaning and then ranks a bunch of links based upon what they're looking for, right? It has to be able to read their minds, so to speak. And their minds are looking for something local almost half of the time. And so what Google has done is A, they've really built out their Google Maps program and they've built their Google business page network, Google business profiles, formerly called Google My Business, as fundamentally the means of dealing with local intent searches conducted by almost half of their users every single day. In other words, what I'm getting at is your Google business page is a massive priority for Google itself. Why? Because so many people use Google to find local businesses. But I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, certainly they're not looking for realtors like little old me. They're looking for restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that. But get this, if you go to Google Trends and analyze it, for every 85 times roughly somebody searches for coffee near me on Google, about five people conducted a search for realtor near me on Google. Now that may seem like, well, 85 to five, but the reality is how many cups of coffee do you buy compared to how many houses do you buy? How often do you go looking for a coffee shop compared to how often do you go looking for a realtor? The level of intent of the consumer, the search volume around searching for agents online to me is a trend that cannot be ignored. And if you wanna get more listings, you have to be positioned to be discovered and you do that with your Google business page. And just like the phrase, best realtor near me is what triggers local services ads, it is also what triggers Google business profiles. Therefore, ergo, 
whatever other word I could use, Google business profiles are most consistent at converting seller intent. They're for listings. Yes, buyers may Google search you and read your reviews and stuff like that, but the reality is I want you building out your Google business page with the seller in mind. So that means reviews, start thinking about reviews as seller stories. How do I capture the story of working with every single seller so that when prospective sellers do a Google search for best realtor near me, they end up in Google Maps or in the map pack on Google search and they see my Google business profile, I wanna make sure they read the stories of past customers who've worked with me and said, this person is an amazing listing agent because that then positions me to actually convert that consideration into, hey, I'm gonna pick up the phone, call this agent and book a listing appointment. Your number one priority when it comes to your Google business page, I've talked about a lot of other stuff before. I'm telling you today, it's about getting seller reviews, seller stories, populate your Google business page with reviews, reviews, reviews from sellers. Now, a question I get a lot is, when should I ask for the review? And I would argue that most agents make the mistake by waiting to ask for a review until closing. Honestly, asking for a review at closing, I'm gonna be a little bit like picky for a second. That to me is probably the worst time because there are so many moving parts and so much commotion going on at closing. I mean, you got one buyer who's encumbering themselves in a mountain of debt with their mortgage or whatever, and another person who's literally moving out of the box they live in, and there's just all this stuff going on, and we're gonna ask for a review, and it's gonna really fall on deaf ears because there's just too many moving parts, too much commotion going on at closing. I tell agents all the time, they ask, when should I ask for reviews? And my answer is, whenever something good happens. Ask for a review whenever something good happens. Well, what's the good stuff that happens? Well, for instance, we went under contract. <gasps> ask for a review. And if you don't get it then, then what's the next good thing that happens? Well, if you're a seller, we cleared inspection. We cleared all conditions. We're clear to close. Final walkthrough went great. The buyer took occupancy. What are all the waypoints, the inflection points when something good happens upon which you as the listing agent can capitalize by asking for a review? Seller stories are critical of converting that consideration of sellers into the willingness to actually pick up the phone and call you. Get more listings through Google. Marketing tactic slash channel number three when it comes to attracting listings is your geographic farming plan. This is like the IRA of marketing. What is my long-term yield to generate listings and position myself as the listing agent of choice in a defined geographic territory? Now, reality is, I don't have enough time in this video to talk in the level of detail that we could talk about geo farming. We could literally do an entire seminar on just geo farming, but I want to share with you one key principle in how you do your farming that I think really matters right now and going into the future. And that is that it must be multi-channel. You must have a multi-channel marketing mix for your geo farming. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean like you could just do postcards and like literally you could say, what's my geo farming strategy? I just sent a couple of postcards per month. I'm not dogging on postcards, I'm a big fan, but I'm saying that's not enough on its own. It must be multi-channel and here's why. In human psychology, there's this principle known as the frequency illusion. Basically, here's how it works. Imagine sending out postcards two times a month to your farm area. That's option one. Or option two, imagine sending out one postcard a month, but also doing like directional pointer signs for open houses every weekend, maybe some billboards in the area. Just imagine there's a few different channels of marketing versus just the one channel of marketing. Again, in scenario two, you might do fewer postcards, but what the frequency illusion tells us is that because 
Option two is actually multi-channel. It creates an illusion that there is a greater frequency of marketing than really there is. So option one is just postcards and it's easy to ignore because it's just kind of the same thing. Again, I'm not dogging postcards. It's just easy to ignore. Option two is a multi-channel strategy, whatever it consists of, that will really help position you as top of mind. It breaks through the noise of all the competitors and helps you be memorable so that you're on the consideration set of sellers in that geographic area. So think about not just postcards, but postcards plus maybe there's some targeted radio ads on like Spotify, for instance. What about door knocking? What about circle prospecting? What about an email that people can opt into? What about targeted social media ads? What about open houses with massive directional sign promotion every single weekend? What about Google Display Network ads where people literally see your face all over the web who live in that area as they surf and peruse different websites? What about a multi-channel marketing mix whereby you can stand head and shoulders above any other agent in that area as the clear listing agent of choice? And finally, marketing tactic channel strategy number four for attracting listings is YouTube commercials. Now the technical proper name of these commercials is in-stream ads. You know, for instance, when you go to find a video on YouTube, but before you can watch your video, whatever it is, this commercial starts to play. And intuitively in your brain, you start counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and then this magic button appears. It says skip ad, and you can skip the ad and go watch your actual video. Well, those are technically called TrueView skippable in-stream ads. That's a mouthful, but that's what they are. And one of the perks of them is you're actually only paying for true views. A true view is technically a 30 second viewer longer, which means if they press skip ad after five seconds, it doesn't even count as a view. It doesn't ding your budget, which I like that. It's efficient. So I want you to run YouTube commercials and here's the way this strategy works. You're gonna run the same one every single month and here's the video you're gonna create. Every month, I want you to create a local market update. I want you to answer the question on the minds of every homeowner, which is, how's the market? Think about that. Like if you can answer the question, how's the market again and again and again, eventually that homeowner, when the right information is presented to them, they make the decision to themselves to sell and you were the one who presented the information that caused them to make that decision. Therefore, you put yourself on the consideration set of sellers. You should be making a monthly market update video and running it as a YouTube in-stream ad. There are two ways to run YouTube ads. The first option, an easier option for running a YouTube ad is simply to upload the video to your channel and then to access that video, run the ad, just visit your YouTube studio, which is studio.youtube.com. Find your subject video. And there's like a little dot, dot, dot next to it. Click it, hit the big word that says promote. And then literally it takes you through a guided wizard where step-by-step step you build your ad campaign. It is very easy. My only advice is that you run the ad for a full month and you target your city. That's it. That way everybody in the local marketplace gets to see you update them with what the housing numbers are every single month. Now, the trick to this strategy is you've got to keep replacing the video every month and keep running the ad again with the new video every month because the results are in the repetition. It's kind of like postcards. Nobody sends a single postcard to their geofarm and expects pay dirt in terms of listing appointments. It is the act of doing it again and again and again, building up familiarity. The results are in the repetition that eventually people say, oh, I should reach out to so-and-so so because clearly they're the top agent in the area because you've been doing it for so long. This is just like that. You publish new market update videos and run ads every single month targeting the same area and you position yourself as the true knowledge broker who answers that fundamental question, how's the market? Your second option for running Google ads is a bit more technical, but it has some advantages. And this is not for the light at heart, but you should go into Google ads console, which is ads.google.com and you'll create a custom video campaign. Now, the only reason 
to do the ad from here versus in YouTube studio is because here in the Google ads console, you also have the ability to add what's called an audience overlay. In this case, it's going to be a demographic profile of homeowners. So the last one, I'm just targeting people in my city. This time I'm targeting people in my city who are also homeowners. If you're looking for more of an advanced option, that's there for you. But either way, this is a strategy that positions you as the knowledge broker, the listing agent of choice over time in your community. This is a branding strategy. It's a listing attraction strategy. In terms of budget, whether you do it through YouTube studio or the Google ads console, I would spend somewhere between three to $5 per day run it for like 30 days or however long the month is. And so basically you're looking at a rough cost of 150 bucks a month for running this. But over time, it will generate come list me calls because people will get used to seeing you again and again and again as that person who keeps explaining how's the market. The question on the minds of every homeowner, how's the market? And this is yet one more way to position yourself as the listing agent of choice. May you never forget these words, the market belongs to those who market. So you know what? Do some of these strategies, do all these strategies, but whatever you do, devise a marketing plan that perpetually positions you as the listing agent of choice. I'd love to hear what you think about our list. Leave a comment below if we miss something that you think is a super critical strategy or tactic or whatever for generating listings, please, please, please share it in a comment below. We want to get a really good thread going on here. And if you found this video useful, please hit that like button to let us know. And until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.